Welcome to Christian Concepts, a weekly show in which I hold thoughtful discussions about Christianity, its concepts, and misconceptions. I'm your host, Taj. And today I'm going to do things a little bit differently. Normally I have a lesson and I dive into it after the music and all that stuff, but today I'm actually going to share something with you guys. See, I'm actually about to become 35 years old next month. And I have been doing a lot of thinking about life, what I'm doing as far as how I'm serving God, how better I can uh, utilize the talents that he has given me to serve this world, my family, and uh, dedicate myself more into uh, my church, my community, just so many different areas of life that is beyond me, beyond my personal ambitions, beyond business, and all those different things. And I realized that at 35 years old, I could technically, statistically, however you want to look at it, be heading into a halftime of life, you know? Obviously, no one knows. I could be a lot further than that. I could be a lot less than that. But just generally speaking, uh, 35 is halfway to 70, and 70, as we know, is three score years and 10. And if by reason of strength, if I reach that 80, of course, a lot of people go way beyond that, but that's just one of the guidelines that were given in Psalm 90, verse 10. But, you know, that's just a, a general ballpark number that we love to use as Christians as to, you know, gauge life and how far along that spectrum you are. And again, like I said, you know, everyone's different and nothing's really guaranteed. But assuming that, you know, three score and 10, I'm, I'm heading up to halftime right now. And through life, I've always heard things like there are no U-Hauls following hearses. And of course, on people, when they reach the later stages in life, they start to reflect everything. And no one says they wish they had, let's say, worked harder or spent more time away from their family. All those people usually uh, reflect on the fact that they wish they had dedicated more time with the people that they love, did more things that they enjoy, traveled more, and so on. Generally speaking, most people spend more time reflecting on all the things that they did not do, which really leads me to think a lot about, you know, my purpose. What am I here for? What am I doing? And of course, we do have Colossians 1.16 that says everything was created for him and by him. Specifically, I'll actually read the verse. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. One of the major Christian concepts is that God created everything for his pleasure, right? And that, again, you know, if you've listened to some of the previous episodes, that sounds like a very selfish outlook. However, think of it this way. When parents have children, they have it because it brings them joy, right? And it's the same way God is when he created everything, including us. He created everything because it brings him great joy. When we're trying to figure out, oh, what is my purpose in life? What am I here for? Well, I was created for God. So I know ultimately that my purpose, my being is to bring pleasure to God. And in doing so, of course, he has different things that he would have me to do. Of course, he doesn't want me to just go through life all miserable and just a slave to him. He does want me to enjoy life and all the things that he has created. And, you know, ultimately, he wants a loving relationship between he and I. That is like the the number one uh, reason. What is my purpose? It is for having that loving relationship with God, which begins with his son, Jesus Christ. And that is the sum of it all as far as Christian's concepts goes. 
And of course, in the Sermon of the Mount, when Jesus says we are the light of the world or the salt of the world, excuse me, he is the light. And through his light, we are able to reflect that light to the world, right? And as the salt of the world, we're adding flavor to it. We're preserving it. And I like to think of in the Old Testament when when God makes that promise and that covenant with Abraham saying that he would be a blessing to the world through him. Now, a lot of people look at that and say, well, God is doing some kind of preferential treatment towards Abraham and the Jews and all these different things. And it creates a lot of conflict with, with uh, humans and different cultures and what have you saying that, why is the Bible saying that the Jews are supreme or whatever it is? But in reality, just as the, uh, the Bible in the New Testament is saying that the Christians, the believers of Christ, are the salt of the world and the light that is reflecting through us is shining into darkness for the world, God used Abraham in the same way as a blessing to the world. Because remember, it is through Abraham's lineage that we have uh, Israel, and of course, ultimately, we have Jesus Christ, right? It's through that lineage that the salt of the world, the light of the world, and all those things come through, right? So when Jesus, uh, when when God singles out Abraham as a chosen one, as a, a, a peculiar person that is going to be a blessing to the world, it is not just limiting it to him. Because today, every single one of us, we have benefit through that. And I like to think of that when it comes to, you know, ultimately what my purpose is on life in serving him and serving others, loving others. And of course, or the great command, if you will, is to love others as ourselves, right? So if I am able to show that same love, that godly love towards other people and serving them and, and doing things for them, I am able to impact this world in just ways beyond belief than, than, than if I was supposed to uh, seek my own personal career, just was in it for myself and just completely selfish and was willing to cut everyone down to get ahead. And ultimately, even in the Bible, it does says, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you as far as, you know, the riches of the world and all those things. Again, God is not promising that, oh, if you believe and you have faith and all these things, that is a prosperity gospel and that that is not the context of, of which I'm making that statement or bringing up that verse. But what I'm saying is, Ultimately, like throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, the emphasis is is not put on worldly riches. It is put on spiritual riches. It is put on the relationships we build and establish with God and ourselves. And we know we think here on earth, you know, uh, a lot of us, we spend so much time uh, on our careers, getting money and materialistic things, the house, the cars, the vacations and all these different things. But really, at the end of life, how much of that really matters? You know, when you put it into perspective with everything. And over this time, I've really been thinking, you know, um, I, I made a trip recently up to New York and I was able to see um, uh, the, some of the guys and gals that I grew up with and what have you. And to realize, you know, a lot of us, we have been friends since elementary school. You know, they know me like the back of their hands and vice versa. Same as I do. I know them. We know what each other's ticks. Uh, we know our likes, dislikes, preferences. And we have so many stories together. And I was thinking, I said, wow, you know, like how how rich of a blessing is this? That I have this core crew that I can be myself with. I can literally just, you know, take off all the Facebook facades as, you know, that we're used to putting on and, and just be 100% raw, be myself and just really uh, pour out any vulnerabilities, any insecurities. I, I am open with this crew, right? And as I'm thinking all this, I'm thinking, wow, like, you know, this this is my greatest asset, the relationships that I've had with with people. Right. 
I return home and I'm back at work and everything. And I'm just really, you know, just thinking about all of that. Like, wow, you know, I have some great relationships in my life, of course, with my wife and with my friends, my core group. I don't even call them friends because we are family, honestly. And, you know, I just so much to be thankful for. And about a week later, I received a message from one of them and they were just saying, you know how how awesome this is. And this person is not even a Christian. Uh, how awesome it is that we have each other. And I said, you know, like you have no idea how much I've been thinking about that. And it's like I've been blessed with some great relationships. We spend so much time thinking about all those other things. Nobody really loses sleep over did they make that phone call to that friend or did they, you know, make time to go hang out with someone, right? What we tend to lose sleep over stuff like, um, how are we going to be able to afford that new car? How are we going to pay off the credit card within X amount of time so our credit score goes up so we can get a mortgage? You know, those are the things that we are uh, naturally or are more likely to uh, lose sleep over. But ultimately, th- that's really not what is important. I've been thinking about that like so much, you know, the things that I really want to prioritize, uh, of course, you know, my relationship with God, my wife, and then it trickles down, um, you know, thinking uh, throughout the Bible, what is important. And first and foremost, it is God. And as far as, you know, for a man goes, the relationship with his wife, then the children, the relationship with the church, and of course, it extends out to that to the world, right? Because, you know, you might say that, oh, that sounds a little crazy. But again, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? Ultimately, God is the one who's in control of all this stuff. So if you are serving God, especially as a family together, well, a lot of the obstacles and issues and problems that will arise, <laughs> they definitely will, uh, will be under the fact that you guys are serving God together, right? Some of the strongest relationships that I've I've ever had, whether it be friendships, family, whatever it is, teammates, it is we are together marching towards the same goal. So, you know, my wife and I, we're serving God together. We're building that together. We're leading the family in the same direction. And the other thing is just kind of fall in place. And it is just minor details at that point, because, you know, we are serving God together. We are going to be serving the world. We're going to be uh, meeting our needs for providing for the family and all these different things. It just falls under that because ultimately, you know, God wants us to to uh, be loving and caring to our family, our, our children, friends, uh, uh, parents, uh, and so forth and whatnot, coworkers, uh, employees, and all these different areas. So having that pers- put into perspective and understanding, uh, boy, you know, I have so many things to be grateful for, so many things to be thankful for. And I'm just looking at, you know, the world around me and just really are reflecting on all that. And I'm just really, really grateful having this ability to just share this. And I know it it, it might seem a little uh, just sort of random and scattershot, but I'm really just sharing my heart. You know, so much has been going on uh, in life now that I'm back at work again. uh, And, you know, with all these uh, uh, restrictions and hours being lifted and, you know, longer hours and all these things. And I'm just really sitting here and I'm thinking and say, wow, you know, yeah, managing this family business with, you know, my father and the family and what have you. And, you know, I'm looking at the world around me and I'm like, you know, what do I really value? What do what is important to me? The amount of time, these 12, 13 hour days that I'm putting into uh, this business, you know, yeah, sure. It does give me a comfortable life and uh, it does pay the bills and keep the lights on. 
But ultimately, what am I doing to the world? How is this advancing my relationship with God, serving him and his kingdom, serving other people? You know, it's, it's easy to just reach into your pocket and give money or donate or whatever. But what are you actually doing to sit down with people and have an impact on others? That's what I've been asking myself over the last week or so and you know just really reflecting everything because i'm telling you like right now i'm extremely extremely busy and you know i originally started this podcast as just one way that i could just do my bible study and also have that uh, uh, ability to uh share it with other people um just as i i've had in the past you know um not necessarily online but just willing to sit down with people and share the bible and the faith and I would like to do just more of that. You know, I, I don't think I dedicate enough time to that at this point in my life. And who knows how much longer the Lord will allow me to have. Right. But ultimately, I want to use every single one of those years, months, weeks, days, minutes, seconds for good, for his glory and to the benefit of others. Right. So as the, the challenge has been set out to be the salt of the world, the light of the world and all these different things. Uh, through his grace. And, you know, that is really what I have been thinking about. And, you know, what have you been thinking about? Where are you in life? And I would love to know, you know, reach out to me in uh, any, any of the socials that are in the show notes and let me know what you think. You know, maybe you're thinking a lot of the same things and uh, you would like to speak about that, whatever it is, just let me know, reach out to me and, via one of those channels and I will greatly appreciate it. And I will get back to you. So again, I really thank you for spending this time with me. And until next time, later.